0: Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app, we are WRKN, 106.1 FM NASH Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. Good morning, and welcome to the 27th year of the Three Tailgaters Show on 106.1 NASH Icon and at NASHFM1061.com. The Three Tailgaters Show is presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. The Three Tailgaters Show is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics and by Francesca's by Katie's in New Orleans, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. The Three Tailgaters are also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln, by Lifegate Church in Metairie, by Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, Life Resources Ministries, the r Carriers New Orleans Bowl, and by Premier Automotive. Promotional consideration is provided by Venezia Restaurant on North Carrollton Avenue, Two Tony's Restaurant at West End, Perrin's Restaurant in Harahan, Reginelli's Pizzeria, with locations throughout the metro area, The College Inn on Carrollton Avenue, Messina's at the Terminal and Runway Cafe at Lakefront Airport, by Copeland's of New Orleans and Kenner at the Esplanade Mall, Desi Vegas Seafood and Steakhouse in Metairie. Chateau Cafe with locations in New Orleans and Kenner. Moe's Pizza in West Rigo. Hooters Restaurants in Metairie and Gretna. Gio's Pizza and Spaghetti House in Metairie. Hobnobber Cafe in Metairie. Fat Boy's Pizza on Metairie Road. By Mike Sirio's Po' Boys and Deli on St. Charles Avenue. By That's Amore Pizzeria in Metairie. Bear's Po' Boys on Causeway Boulevard at Metairie Road. Fury's Restaurant on Martin Berman in Metairie, and by Manning's Restaurant at Harris Casino on Fulton Street. Now here are your hosts of the Three Tailgaters Show, Ed Daniels, Sports Director of WGNO and WNOL, CrescentCitySports.com, and the Clarion Herald, and Cumulus Radio New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of
1: CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, and the Kenner Star and a pleasant good morning and welcome to another edition of the three tailgaters show here on 1061 fm nash icon we're on the web at nashfm1061.com our tune-in app is available for you anywhere to listen in the world no excuse not to our podcasts are at crescentcitysports.com just click on more at the top of the page and then click on podcast and you'll get us it's easy to do you can get us at home via alexa just tell her to play wrkn or play nash icon One zero six one, FM. You can email us. It's Ken at CrescentCitySports dot com. That's Ken at CrescentCitySports dot com or Ed at WGNO dot com. That's Ed at WGNO dot com. Of course, you can always call the show five zero four two six zero one zero six one. That's two six zero one zero six one. We'll talk extensively about the Saints and the NFL draft, of course, and uh, the draft resuming final day taking place. Today, as they get set to start here pretty soon, as it turns out. So stay tuned. We'll keep you posted on that. And, of course, we'll also talk about the Pelicans here in just a moment or two, college baseball and more with our good and great friend Ed Daniels, sports director of WGNO, of the Clarion Herald, CrescentCitySports.com, and Nash Icon 106.1 FM. Ed, good morning to you. Kenneth, how are you? I'm doing fine. I'm sitting at beautiful Winterscheidt Field in Marrero on the campus of Archbishop Shaw as we get ready to do game two of the best of three Division I playoff series between the eighth-seeded Eagles and the ninth-seeded Holy Cross Tigers. Game one was a treasure, was a thriller, which Shaw won on a walk-off, 3-2 in the seventh. Of course, it's best two of three, so if Shaw wins the second game, they advance to the quarterfinals. To play number one C Catholic. If Holy Cross wins game two, then they'll be game three. And of course, you can watch them live on CrescentCitySports.com. One o'clock start. That's live on CrescentCitySports.com. One p.m. start. I fully expect you to be out here and joining me.
2: Uh, that'll be a negative, sir. I'll be watching, <laughs> but uh, but I'll be at the. Uh, I'm heading to the uh, Saints draft after this for kicks just... today.
1: Yeah, no, I'm just giving you grief, buddy. So that's that's all right. that's Just I'm just perfect. I'm just landing on you and having some fun in the process. So yeah. no, we we sure do look forward to bringing this to you today. Look, game one was a treasure, and we expect game two to be really good here today as well. And if there's game three, yeah, we'll have it for you on CrescentCitySports.com. And looking forward to it. You alluded to the Saints draft. We're going to talk about that extensively starting in the next segment. But let's. Let's put a postscript on the Pelicans. First and foremost, I wrote at CrescentCitySports.com the obvious about a really promising future for so many reasons. Uh, The family situation that clearly exists, the talent on hand, the young talent on hand. And what I wrote, Ed, was that this team really does remind me of the Phoenix Suns in 2020 in the bubble. That year, Phoenix finished 34 and 39. Sound familiar? That year, Phoenix won its last eight games all in the bubble and narrowly missed the playoffs with a veteran leader in Chris Paul and a blossoming young talent in Devin Booker along with DeAndre Ayton. And they filled in the rest of the pieces beautifully. And you saw what happened the next year. They're in the NBA Championship Series and lost to Milwaukee. And here they are two years later and and they're still a threat to win it all with Booker healthy. I wrote that the Pelicans really do remind me of that franchise in terms of where they're at at that place in time, I think the Pelicans right now are similar to the 2020 Suns. If you add Williams into the picture and/or any other pieces, this team is a contender. And I never thought I'd say that as recently as two months ago, mm-hmm. but I believe that now. What say you?
2: Well, I I think they certainly have a bright future. Uh, I'm just looking at their roster, though, with all the players they have under contract. It's pretty obvious to me if they want to add, they're going to have to subtract, don't you think?
1: Well, I think you start with Devontae Graham if you can find a suitor, right? I think it starts there. I
2: mean, you know, that's the first thing I thought about. And on Friday, he came out and spoke to the media, and he was very nice and, you know, uh, but I mean, his minutes were basically taken by Jose Alvarado this year. At the end of the season, so um, you know that's the problem with small market NBA basketball. I mean, if you look at you look at the structure, the salary structure. Right now, Zion, it, he made he made more than 10 million this year. Next year, he's going to make on his rookie deal 13.5. But then his salary, if he signs a max contract, and his salary cap. Uh, it depends on the cap, but if it, I've, I've read anywhere from 180 to $195 million. If he's making $32 million a year, Kenny, then they're going to have to subtract somewhere else. So um, I'll be very curious to see how the Pelicans and their front office uh, manage this situation moving forward. Uh, you know, Garrett Temple's on the books for, for more than $5 million next year. You know, you don't, you don't know what Kyra Lewis's situation is. Mm-hmm. Uh, former first-round pick coming back from a, a serious knee injury. But I'm just asking, do they need him? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm just asking that. Um, you know, they've got Alvarado signed for, for, you know, good money for them for the next uh, three years. He's under contract. Herb Jones is under contract. But at some point, you know, you're, you're going to have to you're, you're going if you're going to add, you're going to have to subtract a little bit. Now, they do have a lottery pick, which will if they get the right player, will help them tremendously. So and then they want to sign C.J. McCollum to an extension. So um, it's going to be interesting.
1: Well, I'd be surprised if Garrett Temple is playing for the Pelicans next year. It yeah. would not shock me yet if he retired. It also would yeah. not shock me if he becomes part of their organization and even part Correct. of their staff.
2: Right, and then, and then you, could, you, you, would, you would take $5.1 million off the books. So uh, that would help tremendously. You know, when, when you bring Zion back, okay, you've got Zion, you've got Ingram, you've got Herb Jones, and you've got Val Tunis. What is Jackson Hayes' role?
1: Yeah, well, that's that's a um, we're gonna obviously get into that, but you broached the subject. He yeah. started off pretty well at the four spot, but then it really leveled off because teams Correct. identified what he could do and what he could not do, and it basically became five on four much of the time because people would not guard him on the perimeter, and the only thing that seemed to work pretty well is the post exchange, you know, with Ian Valenzuela's high lows looks and one big passing to the other because they had a size advantage with that lineup. Uh, other than that, he made a couple of threes, but not enough to be a threat. So, yes, I think the answer to that question is he's still young. He's got physical ability and athleticism. But based on what we've seen, he surely seems better suited to be a bench player, doesn't he?
2: Right. But again, you're, you're getting into a crowd. You've got Larry Nance under contract and who I think played very well this year. He for did them down the stretch. So if you've got Larry Nance. Valanchunas, Ingram, Zion, and Herb Jones. That's five guys right there who need minutes.
1: Well, I think you you, yeah, I understand. But injuries have a have a way of playing into that, too. So, right. Look, the answer is you'd like to keep all those. You certainly want to keep Nance. Nance said how badly he wants to stay here. Having been in so many places with so many coaches, he'd like to plant the seeds and stay here. And, you know, live here the whole deal. And frankly, I think he earned that right with the way he played, and he's such a positive guy and such a positive influence. I mean, I'd love to see him stay. I don't know who wouldn't, based upon what we saw from this man. So, yes, Nance, you know, filled that role as a backup center for this team, although Hernan Gomez can certainly play there against certain teams. So, look, Ed, uh, maybe, just maybe. If you're looking forward, you know maybe there's trade bait there. I mean, you'd like to package Devontae Graham with something, wouldn't you? I mean, clearly mm-hmm. you know, minutes are not going to be there for him. I, right. I just don't and see then,
2: it. And then, and then you got Trey Murphy, who was nine of nineteen from the three-point line in the in the playoffs in the playoff series against Phoenix, and and he is even though he's a perimeter player, he's technically a front court guy too. So. I'm just looking at all the minutes, and, and I don't know uh, where all the minutes come from based on what they have in the front court. It worked with Zion not there this year. But if Zion is on the floor, then it's going to change tremendously.
1: It will. And, of course, that's going to be uh, the big ask and the big question is what of Zion. He said all the right things, and I think he's telling the truth just based on a very good source that I have. I think he, would, he does want to be here. I think he really does like Willie Green. He meant what he said about seeing how different the locker room was and how positive everything is. I think he meant all that. I really do. Uh, to me, uh, if everybody wants to still question that, that's fine. I'm not, going to, uh, I'm not going to get in the way of that. But the bigger question for me is, is the guy's physical condition and health long term. I mean, can you ever count on him to be on the floor for at least 60 games a year, if not 70, In an 82 game schedule, to be that kind of guy, because if you can't, is he really worth that money? He's an elite offensive player. He's never going to be a very good defensive player, but you can live with that because he's so skilled on the other end. So to me, it's now not so much a question of whether or not you can keep him here. I, I think you can. I think he sees the positives. The question is whether or not. You want to invest in him because of his health, because the danger there is obvious. If you keep him and he breaks down again, then his trade value goes down dramatically. And you're stuck with a giant contract. And you're stuck with a giant contract. So,
2: right. Look, no, I, I get it. And look, I was there when he when he spoke yesterday. I'm not, you know, I, I don't want to read uh, too, too much in it. You know, the, the, the issue um, for Zion is this. If he criticized the organization now, or he was quote unquote unhappy. He looked pretty foolish. He would.
1: He would. Because
2: um, you know Willie Green is universally respected in the locker room. That's pretty obvious to see. And if he criticized this coach, um, you know, it, it, I don't, I don't, I, I would think that that would send a message to uh, everyone in the league. If he doesn't like this guy, who do, who does he like? And. Um, so I really think that in that regard he had he really doesn't have any choice but to say nice things about the organization at this point.
1: But I do think he means it. I'm just that's just my yeah, no, my I, take I, my I take, take it. on it. Yeah. No, I got my take got on it. it. And I you look, what, I've been the first one I've been the first one to call yeah. the guy out because right. I thought number one the organization handled him poorly in training camp. David Griffin mishandled that situation completely and totally And then Zion mishandled it by by basically going radio silent, disappearing and going radio silent for as long as he did. Maybe that was the advice he was getting because he's a very gregarious, uh, smiling, nice young man. Maybe he was being told not to talk by his advisors. I don't know, but it didn't come across well at all. And then when they acquire McCollum and McCollum says, hey, I've never spoken to the guy. That was a yellow light too and a, a bit of a red flag and people got all upset about that. Maybe the young man just got bad advice. Maybe it's a maturity issue. Maybe he meant well. Uh, And, of course, the the other part of that is maybe they didn't want to put him out there, aside from the injury, because of the fact that he's just not in very good shape. And, And it wouldn't have looked good, smelled good, or anything else. And, of course, it would have upset the chemistry, too. As I said all along, there was no reason to put him out there. The Pelicans, with or without Williamson, were not winning an NBA championship this year. So, as you and I have both said... Find out what you've got, develop chemistry, develop star power. They did that with Brandon Ingram. He's a legitimate star now. And there's chemistry with him and McCollum, and with Valanciunas, for that matter, and Herb Jones. And as you mentioned, Trey Murphy and Larry Nance, Najee Marshall, who fills a nice role, Alvarado, who's just a godsend. So I think they found that out. Now Williamson has to earn his teammates' respect and trust by working hard to get back. And if he does, we know what he can be.
2: Yep, uh, I I agree. Um, you know I think uh, you know Brandon Ingram has been a big beneficiary of this. He's uh, I, he's driving the ball to the basket more than I've ever seen him do that. He just looks like a guy who's who's uh, really coming on. This is his this was his what? Uh, it's hard to believe, Kenny. I think this this was his what fifth sixth year in the NBA. So uh, you know the guys. Uh, the guy's done extremely well, and um, I think that he benefited from not having Zion on the floor. It's just going to be interesting as far as the chemistry is concerned when you have three guys who are who are legit scorers. Zion is a legit opportunity to score 30 a game, you know, and then you got McCollum and Ingram, two guys who are well over 20 points a game uh, scoring. It's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting um, interesting little gumbo, but. Um, you know, I thought they were they were right in not playing him. I wanted to see what this club did. I think what everybody did. And I think it was pretty impressive.
1: I do, too. And obviously, they they will have a draft pick that matters. And they could certainly do something with that, too. Kyra like Lewis, that's going to be an intriguing situation to see what they think of him or what they do with him because of the emergence of Jose Alvarado, who has absolutely played his way. Not only onto this team, but onto the floor. He's a he's a key component moving forward. No team in the NBA had three rookies contribute to their team as significantly as the New Orleans Pelicans. Nobody.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: No, I don't think there's any question. I think it was a uh, it was a tremendous draft class and free agent class for them. And um, you know, look, those all of those guys. The, the thing that you like about all of those guys is. Not only are they really good players, but if you look at their con- contractual numbers, okay, over mm-hmm. the next few years, I mean, Herb Jones is due to make 1785, you know, and then mm-hmm. he has a team option, but you would think at that point they would try to get him re signed. So there's another guy who's going to make money. He's going to make money. I mean, he is going to make money. So again, You know, I don't think you're going to see the Pelicans go over the luxury tax. Do you?
1: I don't think so, no. I don't believe they're ever going to do that. That's just my opinion. Uh, And that's not a criticism at all. But, look, that'll take care of itself. He's a rookie going into his second year. Three years from now, C.J. McCollum may not be part of this franchise, okay, at his age and, and so forth. So, I mean, it takes care of itself in time. The same could be said of Jonas Valanciunas. So the veterans on the books right now, if you're looking three years down the road, things will change, and, and you may not have those salaries on your hands.
2: Oh, no doubt. I, I, so, I just got a message. Is the Pelicans pick that they are getting from the Lakers top three protected? No, it's not. No. That the reason they're getting it is because it was top ten protected. So when mm-hmm. the Lakers went to eight, uh, they got the pick. So the Lakers Correct. collapse was a was a huge benefit to the Pelicans.
1: It certainly was. It was huge. And of course, and there was something
2: involved with Charlotte there to make sure that the uh, right the, they got they got the pick. Uh, but right now it's eight. But you know what? They have a chance of going up. So, yep. You know, look, they it it's a trade that, that I I think the Pelicans won. In
1: Without retrospect, that. they do, which is why. You have to wait to make judgment. We're going to talk about the draft coming up because all the wild reaction about the draft for the Saints, a plus and minus, is, again, it's, it's I don't want to say it's laughable because I'm not going to insult people, but it's mm-hmm. it's a bit much because how do you really know? I mean, you think you know, and the experts think they know, and sometimes they're dead wrong, and the coaches think they know, and the scouts think they know, and so forth, but – We won't know for a few years. We're going to talk about that next. So I think that's really uh, a good transition uh, to to be able to segue into that. Because, again, uh, you don't know and you won't know for a few years. What we know about the Pelicans is Jose Alvarado was a godsend steal. Herb Jones was a godsend steal. And Trey Murphy has absolutely the ability to live up in the investment that was made in him so those things are all good we know that the trade for cj mccollum and larry nance was a really good trade we know that the trade with the lakers has turned out to be a really good trade so this franchise the trade uh, to get Valanciunas was a really good move this mm-hmm. franchise is sitting uh, on an oil well that's that's you know just being tapped into and it's gushing uh, they have riches. They have players. They've got a great future. And, boy, isn't it amazing we're talking like this after what we were talking about during the offseason and in training camp with David Griffin. You talk about a a 360. Things have really changed for him uh, with regard to the direction of this franchise.
2: Well, it's always going to – you know, I know it's about coaching. And, look, uh, Stan Van Gundy was not a good good, uh, uh, mix here. Willie Green obviously is a guy that – you know, has, has been a home run in the locker room with the players. Understandably, but um, you know, look, they've improved themselves tremendously, talent-wise. I mean, they yeah. they've, they've just, you know, in in one year, they, you know, if 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 you if you would have said, look, and I know they were only playing seventy, they played seventy-two games the last two years, but their win total went <clears> up, and <throat> they didn't have Zion play a minute. Well, that tells mm-hmm. you they have a better roster with the people around them. Sure. Even though instead of playing 72, they played 82. That still tells you if they didn't have all of those guys, believe me, they would have been at the top of this draft.
1: Yes. No doubt about it. Look, they, they absolutely have put themselves in a really good position moving forward. I think a lot of GMs and a lot of coaches – Would love to be in this organization right now with its future. And as I said, I do think there are similarities to what we saw with Phoenix two years ago. I really do believe that uh, was the case. So really good uh, and obviously uh, something that everyone has a right to be positive about uh, the New Orleans Pelicans under the outstanding direction of Willie Green. It's 260-1061, 504-260-1061. Extensive talk about the New Orleans Saints in the NFL draft. It's all here for you. We're going to talk about it for a long period of time. So plenty of time to get in 260-1061 to voice your opinion about the draft. Ed and I will delve into it when we continue in a moment. Three Tailgaters show here on Saturday morning on 1061-FM, Nash Icon, and on the web at NashFM1061.com.
0: Since 1935, the All-State Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. Through its annual support of college football and amateur sports, the Sugar Bowl attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors to the state, providing countless opportunities for young people. Resources from these events enable the Sugar Bowl to support education and community programs impacting thousands of New Orleans area teachers and citizens. The all Sugar Bowl, proud to host the best of the Big 12 and the SEC in the Superdome on
1: New Year's Day. Ken Trahan here with Scott Craig of Francesca by Katie's Deli Pizzeria 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. We both love high school sports and the St. Louis Cardinals. That's a big amen. And we both love great food and a great location. That's a bigger amen. Francesca by Katie's hands and all. That includes daily specials, building your own sandwiches and pizzas, delicious burgers, scrumptious salads, and a kid's menu. Francesca by Katie's is also host of Ken Trahan's original prep football report. We love supporting our area schools. It's a shame not everybody can go to Brother Martin Or Rumble. If you don't come, you're to blame. You'll be glad you came. Francesca by Katie's 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. You. Oh, oh,
3: oh, O'Reilly. Don't
1: miss out
6: on Clean Car Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. If your car is ready for a spring cleaning, stop by for great deals on everything you need to keep it looking like new. Including Mother's California Gold Wash & Wax, just 5 dollars for a 64-ounce bottle. That's a $5 savings. Visit the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts today or shop O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
7: Auto Parts. Loading the sod over here The grass
8: is always you greener when Haruka's Lawn Care Back does there, the mowing. And
7: then we want to get the flower beds started before lunch. They
8: need a new landscaping designer to keep their budding business growing. Ooh, can we double check the incline here? This one needs to drain this way. Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit indeed.com/credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job.
1: Terms and conditions apply. Family owned and operated by a great local family, Bergeron Volvo at 3525 Veterans Boulevard in Metairie has a full stock of fabulous 2021 vehicles with a wide range of the XC series, including the XC40, the XC60, and the XC90. If you are looking for a luxury sedan, see the S60 or S90. Don't forget the XC90 Hybrid or rugged V90 Cross Country from Bergeron Volvo. Visit BergeronVolvoCars.com. To
8: experience our idea of luxury, visit Bergeron Volvo on VETS in Metairie or online at bergeronvolvo.com today.
9: How can you experience the ultimate in luxury while also getting the best possible value at the same place? Seems contradictory, right? Well, it happens every day at Diamonds Direct as we bring together the best of all worlds for our customers. We take pride in our showroom atmosphere, being both lavish and relaxing. It's our selection, which is truly breathtaking and yet attainable. It's our diamond experts who are technical in their knowledge, but at the same time, warm, engaging, and caring. This is what makes Diamonds Direct a unique and captivating place, where we constantly challenge the norms and redefine shopping expectations. Regardless of whether you want a simple gold band or the most intricate custom design ring, we love making it happen. And whether you're in a t-shirt and shorts or a three-piece suit, you'll be treated like family and we'll go out of our way to make you comfortable and happy. Come and experience a different kind of jeweler, where we're as practical as we are romantic. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Directions and store hours online at DiamondsDirect.com.
0: Just tuning in. We're just getting started with the three tailgaters show on 106.1 Nash Icon, Nash FM and through CrescentCitySports.com. What are you waiting for? Call 504-260-1061. Now back to Ken
1: Trahan and Ed Daniels. Glad you're with us on this Saturday morning as we continue on. And again, you heard the number 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061. NFL Draft final day. Uh, today, and the 4th through 7th rounds to take place, Saints, a couple more picks. And, of course, the Saints have made three choices to this point in time. It's so f- interesting to watch the reaction of people, and all opinions are welcome. You know, I got a couple of emails. I responded to people. One was positive about the Saints. The other was very negative. And I responded to both. And, of course, people are on social media posting all of the thoughts that they have and they run the gamut wildly inconsistent and understandably so that's the nature of the nfl draft now there's this where the saints are concerned on day one the saints picked two players that most and i stress most draft experts and most mock drafts had them picking in any particular order or in any place in the first round, I'd say just studying it, and I went over it Ed, with a fine tooth comb, probably about 60 to 70% of mock drafts had the Saints choosing Chris Olave and Trevor Penning, either 16 or 19, or the other way around, <laughs> Penning ahead of Olave. As it turned out, they did get them both, but they traded up to get Olave, which has caused some people to be very critical of the Saints, saying, oh, they could have stayed put and got him. Well, number one, you don't know that. I trust their intelligence more than ours on that. And I'm not saying they might not have been able to get him at 16. Maybe they could have. But we don't know that. What we know is that's the player they wanted. That is understandable. That couldn't be more clear. That's the player they wanted. And no one, and I mean no one, would dispute or could dispute the fact that the Saints needed an impact player and wide receiver, and no one could dispute the fact that the Saints needed a tackle, a left tackle, preferably a tackle period, given the loss of Teron Armstead. So to me, what they did in the first round was rather obvious and as a result, uh, sound in terms of its execution and decision making. We don't know how it's going to turn out, as I said in the last segment. It's easy for Ed Daniels to sit here and say, great draft, great picks, two stars. Both guys will start for 10 years or more. It's easy for Ken Trahan to say, oh, they blew it. Terrible move to trade up to get Olave. Could have gotten him where they got him. And the other guy played against no competition. And he gets penalties, and he plays nasty, and all that stuff. Man, you know, you read everything. And in the case of Olave, I saw him play. Several times, so I got a price point on him, and I wrote that in my analysis of him. I did not see Penning play, and I did not go to the Senior Bowl, so I couldn't comment on him specifically, other than to watch tape on him, like some people did. He's big and strong; he plays to the whistle. That's obvious. Yeah, he'll get a few penalties because he plays physical and nasty, but is that a bad thing? I don't think so. And last but not least, from my perspective, the Saints have a price point. On a guy like this. His name is Teron Armstead. They got him later in the draft, but they got him from a small school with far lesser competition, and all the concerns about that were dispelled pretty quickly and decisively, weren't they? And I'm not saying that Penning is going to do that, but what I am saying is they've done this before with a player at a lesser level, and it worked out well. And he did have good workouts at the combine, and he had good workouts you know, against the, the bigger competition when he had a chance to go against them in the postseason. So that's my thought process. These are obvious guys. They fill needs on paper. And my immediate reaction is good job in the first round. Ed?
2: Well, I don't think you can argue with either one of those picks. You know, it's Olave uh, is very fast, okay? Uh, I, I saw him in person, of course, when they. When they played Clemson in the in the dome a couple of years ago, in the national semifinals, I like their tight ends. By the way, one of them was taken yesterday. Rucker, well, I think, a really mm-hmm. good player too. Yeah, but um, I I just think that you know if if the Saints came back with remotely even the same receiving core that they had a year ago, um, you know it would have been it would have been a disaster. I don't know what else to say. Right. Look, you know, uh, Deontay Hardy is a is a is a really uh, good option in some spots, but at his size, he's not a go-to guy. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, you gotta, you know, you you gotta you gotta be you gotta be smart about it, and you've got now with with Michael Thomas and this guy. If Michael Thomas is healthy and he's ready to go, then all of a sudden you're just a lot lot better team. And they could not be in this situation at receiver again. Me, I, if, if I were them, I would go out and get another free agent. Or maybe they draft another guy in the fifth or sixth round. Because I think they just need to have as many options as they can there. And to me, even though they got this guy and Thomas is coming back, I still think they're thin there.
1: Well, I, I do like, you know, Callaway as a competent, a solid player. A lot of people speculate he'll be better, not having to be the main guy. Traquan Smith, I'm not a big fan. Uh, you know, he's that best okay, and I know he can block and all of that. But could they use another player there? Yes. Have they addressed it? Yes. Can they play and play well with Thomas and Olave as primary guys and Callaway as their third option and Hardy as a spot guy? Yeah, I think so. Uh, And maybe some of that has to do with what you get out of your running back position in the passing game and what you get out of your tight end position in the passing game out of Troutman or Taysom Hill. So I think those things come into play. We don't know about Hill's relative health. But with regard to Olave, having seen him play as you did, I like him. He's fast. He's smooth. I hear all this stuff. Well, physical guys are going to mess with him. He's not going to be able to get off coverage and all that stuff. He had a drop against Michigan. Okay. What about the productivity? You want to pick and you want to nitpick and rip at scabs or whatever, go ahead. Everybody's got them. But I mean, all you gotta do is look at what the guy accomplished, okay? At a major school and a major conference and what he did was significant and his physical skills are very good. That's it for me. And the other guy, what I like about him is how competitive he is. You gotta like that. Whether he translates into being that guy I don't know but boy you sure like his competitive nature he burns to compete that guy's got a fire Benning
2: and and the one thing that that you have now on the offensive line is you got you got James Hurst in a perfect role where he can step into a bunch of spots and and be a really good player for you and that's exactly the kind of guy you want in in that position so i i don't have any problem with either one of those guys and you know as far as olave while he had a drop against michigan his drop rate is elite if you look at the pro football focus grades his Mm -hmm. drop rate was like four percent so i mean that is elite kenny yeah uh and i the people saying that he doesn't have good hands i don't i don't know where they are getting that from i don't either it's it's just it's it's crazy plus you know, and I think I think some of it is LSU jealousy too, because they took another guy from Ohio State. But there's no doubt that this guy can play. He's been in a lot of big games, and I don't I don't see how you could find fault with that. And the one thing that I think has I think Justin Jefferson and um, Jamar Chase have changed the NFL. They have shown you that. If you don't have one of those elite guys on the outside, it's just a lot harder. Would you agree? Yes. And I think both of those guys have helped change the league. You know, I hear I hear guys being drafted. When Jamison Williams was drafted the other night, he was, he was immediately compared to Tyreek Hill. Well, the way the passing game is now in the NFL, if you don't have a guy who can make some plays for you on the outside, you're really cooked. And last year, the Saints offense was very pedestrian. And they had, they had to upgrade their offense. They had to.
1: Without a doubt. they did.
2: They did. And I don't, you know, I don't know how anyone can find a problem with either one of these picks. It was a rich offensive tackle draft. They went out and got a guy who's a mauler. And you know, potentially could play in that spot for a long time.
1: If it pays off. off. Yeah, Yeah, if it it. pays off. They've got themselves. They've done extremely well if it pays off. If they don't get anything else, if they've got two starters with those two guys, it's a good draft. But we're going to get into the other uh, selection as well uh, in the next segment. But but I, I think you agree with me. We talk about this every year. If you get two starters out of any draft, you've had a good draft. If you get three starters out of any draft, you've had an outstanding draft. If you get more than three, you've had an elite draft. That's, that's been my take with the seven-round draft ever since they went to that format.
2: Yeah, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't disagree with that. And, you know, look, if you look, you look at the Saints drafts recently, um, you know, if they if – they, it looks like, you know, Werner's going to be a starter. Paulson Adebo has a chance. And I think the, the big thing with, with last year's draft is Peyton Turner. If he only played in five games, if he steps up all of a sudden and is a really good player for you, then you had a good draft last year. 2020, I don't think was a good draft.
5: Nope.
2: And uh, 2019, you got Eric McCoy and C.J. Gardner-Johnson. That was a good draft. Definitely. Jake wasn't bad in the seventh round. No. You know, 18 isn't looking all that good either.
1: No. No, it's been since 17, which was elite, it's been a mixed yes. bag. Right. Correct. A mixed bag. That would be the best description. Uh, some good, some not good. And they've got a hit on this one. So these two picks obviously carry an enormous amount of weight. So, again, call me positive about it. I, I agree with Ed. I think these were sound picks. And again, if you want to speculate about the whether or not the Saints could have gotten Olavi had they stayed where they stayed? Go right ahead and speculate. That's fine. Maybe they could have. But my guess is they probably had some pretty good intel that someone else wanted Olave prior to them getting to that pick, and they didn't want to lose him. And it was clear that they identified that player. That's the guy they wanted once this draft got to the 10th pick. That's who they wanted. The other guys that got picked earlier, wide receivers, were off the board. They knew that clearly that this was the best guy at that position. And in their minds, this was the best guy on the board after the first 10 picks. So they went after him and they got him. Kudos to them. 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061. We'll get to your calls next. And we'll talk about the Saints' other draft pickets' safety yesterday as well. And maybe what's to come today. We'll get into that in the final, the following segment. But we'll talk about their safety selection when we return with your calls. On the Three Tailgator Show, Ken and Ed here on 1061 FM, Nash Icon, and at NashFM1061.com. Life Resources Ministries exists for showing men the way, building men to spiritual maturity, and preparing God's people for service. Life Resources Ministries has Bible studies in person and via Skype throughout the metro area, along with outreaches weekly on Wednesdays at Piccadilly Cafeteria on Clearview Parkway in Menory. There are business forums and fellowship meetings as well. Life Resources also puts on major outreach prayer breakfasts with national speakers up to four to five times per year. Visit us online at liferesources.net. Life Resources Ministries, leaders investing for eternity.
3: Oh, 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 O'Reilly. If your
1: vehicle squeals
6: or grinds when you slow down or just isn't stopping like it used to, you may need new brake rotors and pads. Now through May 24th at O'Reilly Auto Parts, get 15% off a set of brake best select or import direct brake pads and two rotors. Restore safe braking and save money now at O'Reilly Auto Parts or order online at O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
4: Auto Parts.
10: Stitch Fix presents Keegan Michael Keys wardrobe Breakup. jeans with holes in the wrong places. and shoes with torn laces. Going some clothes fit like a
9: glove. That's
10: right. Stitch Fix makes it easy to get clothes you'll love by doing the shopping for you. So go to stitchfix.com and get $20 off your first purchase within 2 days of sign up. Terms and conditions apply.
7: serious extra cash i'm downloading the free upside app now
3: download the free upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas use promo code free for a five dollar bonus on your first tank that's promo code free you can cash out anytime right to your bank account to paypal or an e-gift card for amazon and other brands just download the free upside app and use promo code free for a five dollar bonus on your first tank that's code free for a five dollar bonus
11: Cumulus New Orleans has an immediate opening for a digital account executive. If you have at least one year experience in paid search, Google display, paid social media, and digital video advertising, and want your paycheck to directly reflect your hard work with no income cap, send your resume to nolasales at cumulus.com. That's nolasales at C-U-M-U-L-U-S dot com. Cumulus New Orleans is an equal
9: opportunity employer. How can you experience the ultimate in luxury while also getting the best possible value at the same place? Seems contradictory, right? Well, it happens every day at Diamonds Direct as we bring together the best of all worlds for our customers. We take pride in our showroom atmosphere being both lavish and relaxing. It's our selection, which is truly breathtaking and yet attainable. It's our diamond experts who are technical in their knowledge, but at the same time, warm, engaging, and caring. This is what makes Diamonds Direct a unique and captivating place, where we constantly challenge the norms and redefine shopping expectations. Regardless of whether you want a simple gold band or the most intricate custom-designed ring, we love making it happen. And whether you're in a T-shirt and shorts or a three-piece suit, you'll be treated like family and we'll go out of our way to make you comfortable and happy. Come and experience a different kind of jeweler, where we're as practical as we are romantic. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Directions and store hours online at DiamondsDirect.com.
0: You want the Total Sports Package? Let's talk prep, college, pro, all sports, all the time. You get it all from the three tailgaters on 1061 NASH ICON, NASHFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com with Ken and Ed. Give us a call at 504-260-1061.
1: Saints made another pick yesterday, and we'll get into that in just a moment. First, your calls, 504-260-1061. Kurt's in New Orleans. Kurt, welcome to the show. Good morning to you.
5: Hey, Ken, Ed. Thanks for taking my call, man. Mm-hmm. I just, I was wondering, um, Look, you know, I think I don't think you can argue with the picks themselves. You know, Pennington, top five offensive lineman, tackle. You know, of course, Olivier's top five, easy. Every every draft board, you, you know, pre-draft board you look at, you can't. You know, you know, hey, Kyle Turley had attitude too. You know, he had a couple great years, defended our quarterback. You know, um, but look, this is the deal. It, it just seems like Olivier. Obviously, you can't argue with the pick, but you know, you're watching the draft, and I'm just looking at it and. Of course, Williams went after him, and you know he's not healthy now. He'll be healthy later. You know this year, um, and then when Burke when Burke came through, you know you're just thinking. I mean, Burke looked like Terrell Owens out there at a major college uh, competition level, and you know just you just wonder, you know, just when we compromise the future sometimes. Um, you know, uh, sometimes too often it seems like. On occasion, you know, if you are scrambling, you could be scrambling out a trade, you know, future picks for a fourth or fifth rounder maybe. And after somebody texted me, actually, you know, it's like, oh man, you know. And you know, you're not, not going to know if Olivier was going to be there, but, but with a with a wide receiver class so deep, if one class was deep, it was the wide receiver class. It, it, it just, it just, I think it's, it's worth the it's worth the conversation to say, you know, tight end, running back, these picks we would have gotten in third and fourth round with maybe a Burke or, and you can second guess and backseat drop it all you want. I understand that too, but, but that's, you know, I think that's a valid it's a valid question. You know, I really do. When you look, especially Burke, you look at him, man, it's, it's like, you know, and then other receivers went after, uh, after, you know, 16th pick as well, you know. Um, how do y'all feel at all about that, I guess,
1: you know? Well, and
5: you know,
2: I, I know there's a lot of discussion about how good teams can do in the later rounds and everything. And I get all of that, all right? But to me, if you don't hit your top picks, eventually as an organization, you're cooked. You are cooked. And uh, that's why trading a whole bunch of players and trying to move up to get a quarterback can be really problematic as well. And I just think that I don't have any problem with the Saints moving up and doing what what they did. I just I just don't. And you have to trust the organization. I remember when they traded a second round pick for Alvin Kamara. I was like, "Wow. <laughs> to get back in the third round of two next year. You think the 49ers right. would like to have Alvin Kamara right now? What NFL team would not?" So, right. I think I think right. you got to hit your high picks and i think at wide receiver you have to have an elite guy look at what happened to the rams in the super bowl when beckham got hurt what happened to their offense it stalled am i right Oh, i I mean they they put together that last drive but if somehow that game had gone longer i don't think they would have won do you
5: Oh, if they no. woke up and realized that Cup was getting every catch on that on that drive, <laughs> <laughs> just to pen Cuff, yeah.
2: Right, but I mean, it took yeah, it, you know. it took a hell of a drive by Cup and Stafford to pull that off, right? Absolutely, you, you had and, to. Have and, that guy. Absolutely. and to me, Absolutely. to me, Absolutely. to me, you've yeah. got to have that guy who on every play you have to account oh, yeah. for where he's lined up, and if the, and if the if the Saints. Can put Olave out there, and the safeties yeah. have to be aware of him on every drive. Then I, I, you know, I just I can't argue with the selection. Yeah. I just can't. Yeah.
5: I guess it's the third and fourth pick. It's the two picks. It, 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 I mean, yeah, yeah, that's what that's what me. I guess I'm not arguing Olave or, or or Pennington certainly. I just I don't know. I just. I just keep going back to those two picks if we had them, but we wouldn't have Olivier, I guess, you know. And and it's a deep, wide receiver class. But like you say, it's who they scouted, it's deader professionals, it's who they wanted, and you got to have hope in and, and hoping what they did and have faith in that, you know. I, I agree with that as well, you know.
2: To me, you know, oh, Kirk, on. one of the interesting things I think is going to happen here okay. is what happens at the running back position. You know, if I were we, the Saints. you yeah. yeah. Right. If I were the Saints, though, here's what I would do with the running back position. If they don't draft one, then I've got to go talk to either Darryl Williams or Sonny Michel. Both of those guys are available, and I think those are two guys that you have to talk to.
5: Darryl's incredible. Darryl Williams, he continues to step in and do remarkable things every time. Uh, And he's a free agent right now. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm just glad that we got. look, I am glad that we went for need. Need, need, need. It's a total change from what we had before. And I was very excited about well, that. And that whole philosophy. Well,
2: I, I understand that. I understand that. But look, yes. what are the two? I hear this talk about all of that. But, but here's mm-hmm. what, were the, what were the two of the positions that Sean Payton always coveted in the draft offensive, offensive linemen line. and cover corners? Oh, yeah. All right? So two of their three picks are an offensive lineman and a quarterback. (laughs) Yeah.
5: You know, Dennis Allen
2: steps out yesterday and says, quote, you can never have enough good corners. And you know what? I don't disagree with him. I think he's right. I just don't. So, you know, to me, other than they, they they did what the Saints do, one, trade up, two, draft an offensive lineman high, Three pick a
1: cornerback.
5: I don't. I don't think it's been all that different. Hey, great points as usual. Thanks for taking my call, Ed. Thank
1: y'all. Thank. You. Okay, our pleasure. Two six zero one zero six one. And you brought that up. I still want to talk about Taylor, but I think everybody was waiting to see just how different the Saints' philosophy would be without Sean Payton in that room, because everybody perceived everybody that's around it believed. That Sean Payton was making the final calls, that he had the biggest voice in the room. I don't think anyone that knows anything about the Saints would dispute that. Uh, Certainly you and I would not. He's not there anymore. So the question was, how different is it going to look? How different is it going to feel? Dennis Allen may not be making the final call, but he has a huge voice. But the answer to the question is, the organizational philosophy carries on with or without Sean Payton you just said it. All you need to do is look at what they addressed, what they covet most in terms of value on the field. Upfront, secondary. Upfront, secondary. Upfront, secondary. Wide receiver was an outlier because it was a clear need. But again, their philosophy didn't change in terms of what positions they value, and their philosophy didn't change about trading up, which is what they have done consistently 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 they've done yeah. it over uh, and over kenny, again kenny, and that didn't change
2: kenny i don't have the quote right in front of me but mickey loomis joked the other day that uh we have explored trading upward and backwards and you know how i feel about backwards and I'm <laughs> exactly parap- and I'm, I'm paraphrasing a little bit okay right but he basically told you we're not trading back exactly okay he, we that's not what we do as an organization And and he basically told you that, Uh, you know, to me, that was one of the more interesting nuggets of the whole thing, because the rest of it is kind of, you know, he's coming out to talk to people, which is cool. But he says ahead of time, look, you guys know, I can't tell you a whole lot. okay? Mm -hmm. And we get it. We understand that. We appreciate him coming out to talk. But he said, look, you know how I feel about going backwards. So. To me, you're looking at an organization where the general manager and the chief talent evaluator have a philosophy, and that's trading up and going big. Jeff Ireland likes big people, and I can't disagree with him. I love picking offensive linemen early because here's the deal. If in the event you get one in free agency, you have to pay a king's ransom for him. So what do you do? You draft those guys. You draft them, and in some cases, you develop them.
1: That's right. Look, uh, there's, there's little doubt uh, about the philosophy, but people say all the time, and you and I have said it, uh, the pre-draft prerequisite presser that Mickey Loomis has to conduct is, oh, he says nothing, it's almost a waste of time. Well, that's not true, because there were two things that he said that he gave you the information. He was telling you and I, every member of the media industry, but also the public, clearly what he was thinking. Two things. Number one, talking about how he valued having those two first-round picks. Translation, we're going to use them. Yes, they did. Number two, what you just said about trading up and trading down. He basically told you they're not going to trade down so that if they were going to do anything they were going to trade off so he did give you some information aside from the I'm not going to comment on that position quarterback and so forth and so on of course they they basically told you what they thought of the quarterback class uh, and not only the Saints but everybody else only one quarterback picked in the first round and then a long way before any others were picked that doesn't mean that these quarterbacks aren't going to be good. What it means is these teams evaluated them as not being difference makers, as not being franchise quarterbacks. The Steelers went with the hometown guy. Uh, That's gonna put enormous pressure on Kenny Pickett. But uh, they went with the guy that's most ready to play. I don't think anybody would dispute that. The others, well, there's still quarterbacks on the board. Would it shock me if the Saints ended up picking one? No. I wanna get into Taylor, wanna get into what the Saints might do today. And we are going to do that. Uh, that's coming up uh, as we continue. We're glad you've joined us. Uh, as you hear in the background, uh, my friend Doug Faust, you know him. He's mowing the the grass as we speak. Getting no, ready for Archbishop doing. Shaw and Holy Cross. Game 2, Division 1, Regional Round Series. Shaw leading one game to none. And that's where I'm at. You can watch it live on Crescent City Sports coming up at 1 o'clock this afternoon. Game 2. And if Game 3 is necessary, that will follow. I had to give you a little... Uh, play-by-play description with the sound in the background here and the mower going on and him looking up at me and waving. So there you have it. Doug's a good guy. Look forward to that game here today. But when we return to start the second hour, we'll get into the Saints second round pick as the NFL draft resumes. We'll get into what the Saints might address today in the final day of the NFL draft. All of that still to come. Ken and Ed with you on this Saturday morning. Rudy Dixon, is our producer it's 504-260-1061 that's 260-1061 to weigh in and give your opinion about what the saints have done and what they might do we'd love to hear from you back with our second hour following this brief time out here on 1061 fm nash icon and at FM 1061com for 15 years, the RL Carriers New Orleans Bowl has been proud to support one of the area's great traditions, high school football, and the Prep Football Player of the Week Award. The RL Carriers New Orleans Bowl's weekly recognition of excellence on the field of high school student athletes reflects our understanding of the importance of athletics in the development of our youth. The Prep Player of the Year will be presented the Ronald D. Gardner Award on the field at the Caesar Superdome during the 2021 RL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, Saturday night, December 18th. Tickets available now at newolensbowl.com. Ken Trahan here with Scott Craig of Francesca by Katie's Deli Pizzeria, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. We both love high school sports and the St. Louis Cardinals. That's a big amen. And we both love great food at a great location. That's a bigger amen. Francesca by Katie's has it all. That includes daily specials, building your own sandwiches and pizzas, delicious burgers, scrumptious salads, and a kids menu. Francesca by Katie's is also host of Ken Trahan's original Prep Football Report. We love supporting our area schools. It's a shame not everybody can go to Brother Martin or Rummel. If you don't come, you're to blame. You'll be glad you came. Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Top service, locally owned, outstanding deals, conveniently located, professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon at one of his outstanding dealerships, Toyota of New Orleans, Premier Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Fiat, Premier Honda in New Orleans, Premier Nissan in Metairie, and Premier Kia in Kenner.
3: serious extra cash i'm downloading the free
7: upside app now
3: download the free upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas use promo code free for a five dollar bonus on your first tank that's promo code free you can cash out anytime right to your bank account to paypal or an e-gift card for amazon and other brands just download the free upside app and use promo code free for a five dollar bonus on your first tank that's code free for a five dollar bonus Oh, oh,
6: oh, O'Reilly. Don't miss out on Clean Car Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. If your car is ready for a spring cleaning, stop by for great deals on everything you need to keep it looking like new. Including Mother's California Gold Wash and Wax, just $5.99 for a 64-ounce bottle. That's a $5 savings. Visit the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts today or shop O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, oh, oh,
3: O'Reilly.
4: Auto Parts
7: start unloading the sod over here the grass
8: is always greener when haruka's lawn care does the mowing and
7: then we want to get the flower bed started before lunch they
8: need a new landscaping designer to keep their budding business growing can we double check the incline here this one needs to drain this way indeed can help them hire great people fast i need indeed indeed you do our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on indeed match your job description visit indeed.com credit and get 75 dollars towards your first sponsored job terms and conditions apply
1: top service locally owned outstanding deals conveniently located professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first that describes the experience at premier automotive group where you'll find the best prices anywhere on toyota honda nissan chrysler dodge jeep ram and kia premier automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee visit my friend troy duhan at one of his outstanding dealerships toyota of new orleans premier chrysler jeep Dodge, ram fiat premier honda in new orleans premier nissan in metairie and premier kia in kenner
0: don't miss all-access sports talk with Ken Trahan and Jude Young, Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Following Inside New Orleans on WRKN, 1061 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. The second hour begins. It's the three-tailgaters show on 1061 Nash Icon, NASHFM1061.com, and at Be a part of the show now. Call 504-260-1061.
1: Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. Glad you're with us for the second hour as we march on. Ken Trahan, Ed Daniels with you and talking about the New Orleans Saints and their draft and what's going to happen today as the NFL draft resumes. The New Orleans Saints had a pick in the second round and they went with Elante Taylor. Defensive back out of Tennessee, and I stress defensive back because we're not sure where he's going to play. He's played corner in college. He could play safety, uh, he could be a tweener. He's a long guy, he has speed, so there's a lot to like. You know, you hope you're getting a guy that's that's versatile and can do a lot of good things, as opposed to a guy, Jack of all trades, master of nothing guy. But he's a guy that some people had rated as a third round pick, even a few a fourth round pick, and the Saints got him in the second round, which indicates they had a different grade for him and they really like him. And he played in a major conference, obviously, and played against good competition, of course. 49th pick overall, four-three-six 6 in the 40. He's 6 feet 199 pounds. High school quarterback. Moved to wideout, then to corner by Tennessee. Four-year player, 31 starts. You like that. 60 tackles last year, two interceptions, returned one for a touchdown. And a guy that is considered a leader. He was Tennessee's member of the SEC Leadership Council tells you what they thought about him and oh by the way uh, he is a very good special teams player and gunner so that clearly can be a role for him right off the bat all right ed so your take on Alante taylor and what the saints did there
2: well again defensive back a guy with a tremendous amount of experience a high character guy so he's not going to be a problem in the locker room i mean you just go down all, all, all the threads and look I think there's a lot of people that the Saints DQ off their draft board before this process even starts. You know, I heard a lot of talk about Carson Strong before the draft. Yes. And Carson Strong is hurt. And he's got – I don't know if he's hurt now, but he's got some some real issues. I don't ever see a Saints – the Saints drafting a player like that who has a lot of issues. And look, as as good a talent as Jamison – Um, Williams is from Alabama. I didn't see the Saints picking him because he's coming off a major knee injury. I didn't see that happening. Now, he may turn out to be a great player and there's no doubt that he has elite speed and he can just run away from people. I just didn't see that happening. So um, There's a common thread here. Plus, the guy is a defensive back. Sean Payton, Mickey Loomis, Dennis Allen is a defensive coach. You know, again, I go back to what the coach said yesterday, okay? You could never have enough good DBs. And they're not mm-hmm. going to be in a situation where they're caught short this year. You mm-hmm. look at that, they've got a Debo, they've got a re-signed C.J. Gardner-Johnson, they've got to give mm-hmm. him a contract, they've got Roby, they've got Taylor, they've got Lattimore, and they've got P.J. Williams. What does that tell you? Their pass defense, I think, is going to be pretty good. And if they get a contribution this year from Peyton Turner off the edge, then they're going to be a snootful on defense again. Mm -hmm. And that's my take on it. And this coach is, look, he is a defensive coach. He's still going to call the plays, all right? He's not going to let the defense suffer because, He's just not going to do that. And mm-hmm. I still think the Saints have a chance to be elite defensively. And look, I can tell you right now, I like the Saints roster. And if they are with a yep. gift right. I think they're going to be a double-wungle Yeah, team.
1: Yeah, look, I like what they've done. People are saying it's a stretch with Taylor. Well, there's a few things that come to mind here. Clearly, they had a higher grade. Secondly, they had traded away the third and fourth round picks, so they weren't going to be there to get a guy they liked in the third round in this particular player. So they got him. And as you said earlier, Dennis Allen is a defensive coach, and he said it. You can never have enough good cover corners or, or defensive backs that can cover. Because again, you see this guy as a, as, a, as a tweener, as a versatile guy. You see him as a guy that could play corner or safety.
2: Yeah, I, 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 you know, from, from what I've I, – I don't know that much about him, but from what I read about him, uh, he's, he's got some ability to tackle in the box which um, and, and be kind of a violent player. And look, another thing about what the Saints are doing. When you, give, when you, when you hire or draft Trevor Penning, what you're telling me is on the offensive line, you're going to try to knock the snot out of people, all right? so i think their their offense is going to change where you know it's not going to be a short passing game anymore i i think that uh you know they're gonna they're gonna try to be more physical running the football and try to hit you with some big plays
1: i think so too look i like uh, i like what they've done i really do i think uh, it's it's sound and again It's premature to say great draft, great players. We don't know that, but I think considering what they addressed, considering the analysis of players and what they're capable of doing, I like it. And look, the other thing about Taylor, and I, I think it's the last thing I said, he's a really good gunner on special teams because you probably don't need him, Ed, to step in and be that guy as a starter right away with the players you've had. You got Marcus May. You went out and got him. So you got him there for you. You've got Debo and Lattimore. You've got Roby. You've got a guy that you know you uh, you certainly like uh, when it comes to being able to make plays across the board is C.J. Gardner-Johnson. You brought back P.J. Williams. So I don't see it as you drafted this guy to come in and you're depending on him to be that guy right away.
2: No, but you know what? Guess what? If you look at... Last year, they had to count on a Debo a little too much early in the season. Am I right? That's right. And and I think it hurt them a little bit. And that's no knock on the young man because I think he's going to be a really good player. Okay. And right. He's got all the skills. He's you know he's got all the football skills and he's a Stanford guy. All right. So mm-hmm. you you know he's got smarts. So the, my point is though he's still playing corner as a rookie in the NFL and and if this guy has a chance to comp- compete on special teams and maybe be a dime back or something like that then i think i think you've made a good pick especially for the first year
1: totally agree and i think it's it's a solid move all right so 2601061 moving forward what can we expect today from the new orleans saints any anything in particular that you see any particular move that could be made any particular positions that you feel uh, need to be addressed? Because as we speak, uh, Jack, the Tampa Bay Bucks are on the clock as the fourth round is beginning. What do you see from the Saints today? What do you expect?
2: Well, um, I'll be curious to see if they draft a running back or if they try to get a Pierre Thomas type in free agency. That to me will be interesting. Uh, if if they if they get one of those guys in the fifth or sixth round then potentially they could get a quality runner for a discounted price, right? Yes. But I, but I do think at this point, I hate, to, I hate to use these words, but I do think it's at this point, you're looking for value no matter what the position is.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I that's true. accurate. I think you're looking for value. As I said before, it wouldn't shock me. If they picked a quarterback somewhere, if they see a guy there that they like well enough. Running back, I think, is definitely a place where they can look, and maybe they should look, uh, to be able to find some value and a contributor because I think it's it, it certainly begs it, given the circumstances that they find themselves in right now. The other position that could surely use some depth is defensive tackle. Agreed?
2: Oh, I don't think there's any doubt about that. They, after this year, they don't have a lot of guys under contract. So, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's it. But look, they in in this draft, if they have a chance to get a left tackle like they did, mm-hmm. they couldn't pass on that player. And mm-hmm. and I don't I don't have any, I don't have any um, any. But you know what, they've been pretty good at finding free agent defensive tackles, haven't they? They have. You know, and again. If, if I am a running back or a, or a defensive tackle at the end of this draft and I have not been drafted, the Saints would be an organization that I would definitely look at because uh, they give those players opportunities. And, you know, ask, was Shy Tuttle drafted?
1: No, I don't, I don't believe so. so. Yeah, I don't think so. Right.
2: No. So ask Shy Tuttle if he's gotten an opportunity here. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, I I just look at it and say, you you know what? This is a destination. And to me, when you get into the seventh round, Kenny, you're better off not being drafted. Because you you have a chance to pick your team.
1: You do. Yeah, once you get that that low, I agree with you. So, yeah, I would not be surprised to see a – defensive tackle a running back uh or even a quarterback you know with the two picks they have left be addressed i mean that's that would seem to be areas uh, that would uh, be worth looking at tampa bay has made their picks so the fourth round is underway in the nfl draft today all right ed uh to uh to put a wrap on this particular segment in the next seven or eight minutes what about the rest of the draft. What about the first round? Uh, You think Walker was worth the first overall pick? Are they picking based on uh, the potential rather than uh, the accomplishment? Uh, What did you make or did you see anything that really caught your attention? I think the New York Jets did a really good job on day one overall, but what did you see that might have got your attention in the first round outside of the obvious, which is quarterbacks were devalued and only one went in the first round? Mm
2: -hmm. Well, it, it, in, with apologies to Dwight Freeney, who is a great player for the Colts, I would not have drafted a 272-pound edge rusher with the first pick in the draft. Okay, I would not have. I would not have done that. And I so know... they picked
1: a guy. They picked a guy based on potential as compared to a guy based right. on productivity, like Hutchinson, right?
2: Right. I would have picked Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. I. I and look. There, there, there wasn't a clear-cut number one guy this year. It, it wasn't that kind of draft, but I would have picked Aiden Hutchinson. I know what he can do. Uh, I know what he's going to give me. And, um, and now, if the guy could turn out to be a great player. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't think you'd ever see the Saints taking a 270-pound edge rusher. Do you?
1: unlikely unless, unless he was a unless he was right. a special athlete a you know a freak of right. nature right
2: correct but you know to me um, you know I, I I just go back and you, and you and you look over the years and and again I I agree with the Saints philosophy of size I mean if you look at Marcus Davenport he is a huge individual okay he's gigantic he's he's not six one six two 6'2". He's 6'5". cam Jordan very large man mm-hmm. or Yes. And, and 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 the thing that those guys give you is not only the pass rush but they give you the opportunity to stand on the edge and make a play against the run and I, I, that's why you know I, I' I wouldn't I would not have done that that's all
1: mm-hmm anything else about the first round standout I mean what about the you know, the hometown hero situation with Pickett to the Steelers.
2: Well, you know, it's going to be one of those deals where if Pickett turns out to be a great player, then it's going to look like the Saints made a mistake. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I hear all the stuff about the hands and all that stuff. To me, when, it, when a guy has the kind of production he has and he has the kind of experience... He has, um, you know. At at some point, he's on the field here relatively soon, and we'll find out. But again, you know, the Saints are telling you that mm-hmm. we'll wait. We'll wait for that till later. And I got, I get it. And what they think is, is that right now they're good enough to contend in the NFC. That's what all of their moves have told me. Their two picks in the first round are telling you. We're good enough right now to win this thing. And we think our quarterback's good enough, and we're going to find out.
1: Yep, uh, no doubt. Look, I think he's a player that is the most ready-made to come in and start amongst all the quarterbacks. I think that's why he was picked there. Uh, Whether he has any significant upside, I don't know the answer to that. He is a four-year guy. He's an older guy. But I think, as I mentioned, he could step in and play. I think he can be a competent NFL starter. Will he be an outstanding starter? I don't know. And then of course people are like, well, what about the other guys? why did they drop so far? Well, I just think it's all about the way things fall. When people see other teams aren't picking quarterbacks, they decide they're not going to do it and they're going to wait to see what develops. And that's why Willis lasted so long. Corral lasted that long. Ritter uh, was the next guy up off the board. And he lasted a while too. And you know, there's still Howell. There's still yeah. Howell. They're still, sure. yeah they're still Howell. They're still strong. You know, there's guys, on the, you know, Western Kentucky guys. I mean, yeah. there's there's guys out there that, you know, could be a good third-day pick. Now, let's keep in mind, Ian Book was a third-day pick, and a lot of people thought that was a pretty solid pick, you and I included. And I don't yeah. think it's fair to judge Ian Book yet by any stretch of the imagination. The guy no, never I mean, got the a chance. If the, offensive,
2: got, the offensive line he was in front of against, against Miami was a sieve. All right. So, yeah, that was I mean, terrible. I mean, the, the the young man had no chance in that game. All right, let's let's be honest about it. He right. Had, he had no chance in that game. The Saints uh, got some guy off the street and then put him at right tackle. I mean, against mm-hmm. the Miami Dolphins, come on. Right. Uh, you know. So um, we don't we don't know about Book, and and my guess is that that Book is going to get a lot of playing time in the preseason. Yeah. I think he's going to play a ton because I don't think you're going to see Winston play a lot. And, and and you know what how much preseason action does Andy Dalton need he's been in he's been in the league forever i mean how much right. how much time does he need under center well
1: he needs you a little know, bit cuz come- it's a new new team but yeah the point is yeah, that he's a veteran yeah. player so
2: yeah i mean you know look you you might see him play a little bit because you make a good point it is a good team it is a, it is a new team but i mean seriously i think this sets up for book to play a lot in the preseason if they don't take the quarterback
1: I do too and I and I certainly would not write him off and wouldn't give up on him by any stretch of the imagination. I, I think you feel the same yeah. way.
2: No, I mean I, I you know, I don't know how you can. I mean one game you're gonna make a you're gonna make a decision on a young guy? I mean I, I I don't know. I know this. He can move and he's very accurate. So, you know, who knows what the and and that may have figured into it. The Saints may say, you know what, we think this guy has a chance. And we're not just going to give up him, give up on him after one regular season game. And to me, that's probably pretty logical thinking.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree with you. And I just think that, again, I'm not telling you that this guy's going to be their guy. I'm just saying that he has some ability. And he's a guy worth continuing to, to watch and possibly develop moving forward. That's all. And with regard to... Jameis Winston, I think the Saints made the right sound decision. I've been saying this for months, that you know the move to try to get an elite quarterback, Deshaun Watson, was a smart move, regardless of what you think about the off-field. And I understand your, your concerns are not liking that if you're a fan and an observer, and I completely respect that. But he's an elite talent. And if the law clears him, then why not? Because he's clearly a better option than, in my opinion, Winston or anybody else. But on the other hand, Winston did a solid job when given a chance last year. It was not a big enough sample size to make a determination, which is why they weren't sure, which is why they only gave him a two-year deal, which is why they went after Watson. But they did what they did. And at the end of the day, they decided Winston was a better option than any investment they would have had to make in any of these quarterbacks in the draft. And guess what? I agree with that. Mm
2: -hmm. Mike, again, what are they telling you? We are good enough to compete in the NFC.
1: Absolutely.
2: If we hit hit our draft picks, we've got Michael Thomas coming back, we are good enough to compete. And you know what? I can't argue with that. I still think they're going to be extremely good defensively, and I think they're going to be much improved on offense. And – when you put that together, and remember, one other thing, too. Will Lutz, Will Lutz is coming back this year. So, you know, it's not going to be uh, the carousel at kicker. Look at all the things that happened last year. If mm-hmm. they don't have the, the, uh, the virus outbreak against Miami, they probably win that game, and they go from 5-7 to 10-7. They're a 10-win team with four quarterbacks. They don't have their kicker and a rash of all kind of problems all year long. And oh, by the way, when Camaro was healthy, they were nine and four. When he missed four games, they were zero and four.
1: Well, don't forget the Carolina game early in the season, when they were missing guys, right? And, exactly. You know, I mean, again, there were mitigating circumstances, and they still were nine and eight, with the 32nd pass, ranks passing game in this, in the league. So, right. they're in a division that absolutely they can win. Tampa Bay is not as good, Ed they have lost two very important offensive linemen on that team they lost yeah, a Rob running retired, back. Huh? they lost a defensive lineman absolutely yeah. uh yeah. they're not quite the same team they're still good but they're not great and more importantly the new orleans saints own them they match up incredibly well with them <laughs> and we've said this if, over, over and over again but if if you know if that tight end for the saints jared Cook, doesn't drop the ball uh, in the third quarter and fumble it away in the playoff game regardless of how the Saints played that day, they still win that game.
2: Right. Well, you know, I thought it was pretty interesting yesterday. I think it was ABC. It wasn't ESPN. I was watching our ABC coverage. They were interviewing Gronkowski, and it was right before Tampa Bay's pick. Mm-hmm. And he said, he said they're going to take a defensive lineman. They love defensive linemen. lineman. Yeah. it comes up, defensive end. I was like, man, this guy's right on it. You know? he knew, ex- he knew exactly. That's a guy. That's a guy that I think is going to make a lot of money doing television at some point.
1: I agree with you.
2: Because he's great off the cuff and he knows the game and he's funny, all right? I think the guy is going to make a gazillion dollars doing TV analysis when he's not
1: playing anymore. Well, that's another factor I want to cite with the Buccaneers. And very few people have talked about it. But they just changed head coaches, Ed. Right. And, I mean... A coach that led them to a Super Bowl championship steps away. A coach that's been a head coach in a league previously takes over uh, without a great deal of success previously, but a respected guy in Todd Bowles. But how much of an impact is that? I mean, there's got to be some impact, but it's not not dissimilar to the Saints. Very similar situation. A guy in Dennis Allen who's been a head coach before, who's been a very good assistant, much like Bowles, but didn't have success when he was a head coach previously. So I think from that perspective, it's even Steven. There would be the same analysis on both sides of that rivalry.
2: And I think that either Carolina or Atlanta will be so bad next year that one of the two will be picking either C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young.
1: Yeah, those are the two top quarterbacks next year, and I think most people feel that the quarterback class is better Next year, of course, the Saints don't have any picks to be able to do that unless, unless Sean Payton decides to get back into coaching after oh, and one year. And
2: that's a first-round pick.
1: Yes, absolutely.
2: That that's a first-round pick, and then you can take your 2024 first-round pick and packages it, package it in with that mm-hmm. to, to get up in the draft if you wanted to do that. But I if think you really Sean Payton's going I think Sean Payton's going to be coaching next year, and. Um, You know, the only thing I would say about that is, as you've mentioned to me, look around the league at some of the places that he knows people.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. No doubt. Uh, Look, I just think that he's too good of a coach. He's 58. And he can't stay out of it too long and not have his star fade. I'm not saying that somebody three years from now would still invest in him and say, oh, he can bring us back the magic that he did there. But – It's all about the flavor of the day. I mean, if you go to the ice cream shop, you know, if you go to, uh, I don't know, I don't want to give free plugs to to one, so I'll name a few. If you go to Creole Creamery or you go to Baskin-Robbins or you go to, uh, you know, name any of them, a candy shop where there's ice cream, one week they have certain flavors. The next week, they have some that they've changed out. So maybe that flavor that you liked that was there last week, is not available two weeks later. I they know this because you. I like ice yeah. cream. And that's yeah. what happened to me uh, when I went to my friend that, at That's Amore, Darren Kennedy, as you do, and they have the ice cream from Creole Creamery there. And all of a sudden, one week, they don't have the pedophore or they don't have the Bananas Foster ice cream. I'm up in arms. I'm furious. You changed it up. My point is the flavor of the day, it changes all the time. So he can't stay out of it too long, in my opinion.
2: Try Crown Candy in St. Louis. Oh, there, I went there.
1: Right? I went there with you. I got Incredible. a malt there. I got a malt there, okay? Incredible. I did. And it was really good. So, what's our timeline? When are we going to St. Louis this summer?
2: Uh, July 8th is when I'll be there, sir.
1: Well, you already told me. So, I, I haven't planned it yet. So,
2: St. Louis Cardinals and the Philadelphia Phillies. The fightin' Phils.
1: The fightin' Fills with the fighting Nick Castellanos, man. I'll uh, okay. tell you what.
2: They, defensively, they're bad, but boy, they can hit.
1: They can they can rack it, although the the Mets no-hit them. So, but then again, right. the Mets look like they might be the best team uh, in yeah, the National is. League. They're that pretty good. That
2: makes me sad because then I'd have to deal with Ron Swoboda.
1: Ron Swoboda. Rocky, it, it, Rocky, if you're listening, man, this is a nightmare, okay? Uh, yeah. This for is me, a, it but, is. Yeah. Well, Cardinals blew that first game against the Mets. Just blew it. Sure. When a pitcher doesn't cover first base uh, to end the game, uh, no excuse for that under any circumstances. No excuse. Not at that level. I mean, that's ridiculous. But again, against a good team, you can't make those kind of mistakes. And they did, and they paid a hefty price for it. So there's that. So there's my baseball chatter for the day. I got baseball today here at Archbishop Shaw and Wintership Field. The Shaw Eagles and the Holy Cross Tigers game two of their best of three Division One series. And should mention, too, a couple of minutes before the break that we saw A couple of schools advanced yesterday on the select side, Ed. We saw Archbishop Rumble advance as they swept through McKinley. Uh, Just total blowouts uh, and really almost sad to watch. Rumble pitched no hitters in two games and and scored 29 runs and cleared the bench in each game in the second or third inning. But that's what you get in these playoffs, diluted the way you are. The other one, though, was really a great result for St. Augustine. They went over to Covington and swept St. Paul's in two games uh, to advance, and they get Brother Martin next, who they actually beat in the last game of the regular season uh, to knock Brother Martin out of a district championship. So great win for the Purple Knights, uh, and they move forward to get Brother Martin, and Rommel moves forward and gets John Curtis. So that's a couple of a good series and a couple of rivalries within uh, the same league, both good and bad. A good series, sure. but bad that here we go again, playing each other all over again.
2: Well, I hear so much about fairness, okay? Mm -hmm. Right? That was the thing, right? It's only fair, all right? What was fair about McKinley and Rummel yesterday? Nothing. And it has nothing to do with either one of the teams, okay? Neither one of the teams and neither one of the schools. What was fair about that? What was good about what occurred yesterday? Give me one thing. Yes.
1: Well, here's the thing. Uh, Scotlandville elected not to play, Okay. They elected not to compete. Everybody in Division One is in the playoffs. Everybody. Because you only have 12 teams. Well, Scotlandville opted out. They didn't play. They said no thank you. McKinley could have done that. And some people said, oh, they should have done it. Look at this. Well, I don't agree with that. They chose to compete. Credit to the coach. Credit to the kids. They chose right. to make the trip and compete. Knowing full well they were going to get their doors blown off. Uh, but I have no problem with the decision to compete. What I have a problem with is that everybody's in the playoffs because there's no reason that a team that's 3-19 and 19 should be in the playoffs. And that's basically what it boiled down to and terribly unfortunate. But that's the system we're left with. That's where it's at. It's a shame, but it's part of the deal, and that's what we have to live with, right? That is correct. So there's my rant. Got to get one out every week about the high school situation considering these brackets. And look, I'll say it again. Maybe, just maybe, it changes if there are enough schools reclassified as select schools that are currently non-select to where you end up with more teams in the select brackets and better brackets in football, boys and girls basketball, softball, and baseball because those are the sports impacted nothing is worse than division one softball nothing i mean six schools are you kidding me and by the way congratulations john curtis is playing first state championship today after beating a, a very game archbishop Chappelle team yesterday they'll play saint joseph's academy who beat dominican the number two seed so it's just a shame for the kids very unfortunate but again Uh, The world we live in in high school sports in Louisiana. Maybe we'll see change. Maybe not. 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061. You want to talk about the draft of the Pelicans? We'd love to hear from you and do so. Still to come, we'll also talk about college baseball and more. Lots to go as we continue on, and we're glad you're with us on this Saturday morning. Ken and Ed, the Three tailgator show continues in a moment here on 1061 FM Nash Icon and on the web we're at Nash FM 1061.com.
7: serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now.
3: Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code FREE for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's promo code FREE. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code FREE for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's code FREE for a $5 bonus.
8: It's Macy's friends and family with an extra 30% off special gifts from top designers just in time for Mother's Day when you use your coupon or Macy's card. And take 15% off fragrances, skincare, makeup, and more great gift ideas. Going on now at Macy's. Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase, except gift cards, services, and fees. Sign up today at Macy's.com slash star rewards. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.
7: If your office is reopening, Staples has you covered.
8: With office essentials like snacks, water, and coffee for the break room?
7: Staples has you covered.
8: How about custom printing and office supplies? Covered. And what about savings?
7: Staples has you covered there too. And now save even more. Because this week when you spend $100 on anything in store, you'll earn a $30 store bonus. Huh. That should cover it. Staples, the working and learning store. Limit one ends four thirty. Rewards members only. Bonus must be redeemed in store. See staplesconnect.com slash store bonus for
11: details. And paid for by Maxpace Marketing. Attention. If you've had hernia surgery and have experienced complications such as chronic pain. Infection, wound reopening, mesh migration, bowel obstruction, need revision surgery, or other complications, you may be entitled to significant cash compensation. Hernia repair surgery is common and requires a mesh product to be implanted inside your body. In May of 2016, the manufacturer of a popular hernia mesh product issued a mandatory global recall due to product defects. If you've had hernia surgery and have experienced complications, you may be entitled to significant cash compensation. Call the Hernia Mesh helpline now at 800 674 5799 Our experienced attorneys will fight to get you the compensation you deserve. You pay nothing unless we get a recovery in your favor. Time is limited to file the claim, so call the Hernia Mesh helpline now. 800 674 5799 Operators are standing by 24-7. Call 800 674 5799 That's 67
0: your weekly forum for genuine, substantive talk with a focus on facts and fact-based opinions. Time to share your passion on the Three Tailgaters Show here on 1061 NASH ICON, NASHFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Call 504-260-1061.
1: Kenneth, with you on this Saturday morning. I'm live from Wintershite. Field in Marrero on the campus of Archbishop Shaw, where game two in the select series, best of three series between Shaw and Holy Cross takes place at one o'clock this afternoon. You can watch it live on CrescentCitySports.com. Game three to follow if needed here this afternoon as well. NBA playoffs before we get into college baseball. So now we know all the teams that have advanced because the final uh, decision was made last night when Memphis rallied and beat Minnesota again. So Memphis advances, Golden State to follow. That's going to be a delicious series to watch, in my opinion. Of course, we know about the Phoenix Suns advancing, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers advanced, but what a terrible story with Embiid being injured the way he is, uh, which really makes it difficult and, and frustrating. You just hate to see that at this level of the playoffs. The Celtics look really good. The Heat now Certainly there, the Milwaukee Bucks looking good. Uh, okay, Ed, so what do you make of where we're at with the NBA playoffs right now? Uh, do you have a favorite in each conference at this stage?
2: Um, I'm kind of liking Golden State. Okay. And, um, you know, I think, I think Memphis has a, a really good team, but I mean, they were really pressed to the max by Minnesota, right? So mm-hmm. I'm wondering just how good they are. Cause you remember Minnesota had a 13 point lead in game five in Memphis in the mm-hmm. fourth quarter and lost. So um, I don't know about Memphis. Uh, they may be good enough. They may not have enough experience. I'm not really sure, uh, but they're a great story. But I do like Golden State. They certainly have the pedigree. And as far as the East is concerned, with the injury to Embiid now, Kenny, I think it's pretty wide open.
1: Okay. I'm, I'm looking at it as we speak. Phoenix and Dallas, no doubt I like Phoenix. Uh, Dallas, I mean, look, Luka look Doncic is tremendous. Jalen Brunson has stepped up and become a star, especially when Doncic was out. But they're still not quite good enough, in my estimation, to beat the Suns. Then of course the Golden State-Memphis series—that's a great series. Is this Golden State team going to show up with guns blazing? Is Clay Thompson going to continue to be that guy? Steph Curry, that guy. Draymond Green is back. Memphis is the sum of its parts. I think you know what's good about Memphis is you know they're they're ten deep and they don't lose anything. Uh, they have depth. I think Golden State has more star power. Uh, they have the experience. Memphis has the depth. I just think it's a great series. It wouldn't shock me if this goes seven. But I'm going to pick Golden State. Uh, So I like Phoenix and Golden State. And I'm going to stick with Phoenix to win the West. If Devin Devin Booker's healthy, they win the West. They win the West, in my opinion. They just had a very tough test. I think it got their attention. And I think the Pelicans are better than people think. I think Minnesota is better than people think. Some people are banging on Memphis. Minnesota's got enormous talent.
2: Carl (laughs) Anthony Towns is elite, too.
1: Well, I mean, Edwards is Edwards Edwards is is tremendous too. I mean, they're good. They got good players. I mean, they
2: won forty six games. Okay, and they're getting better. I mean, they're getting better, right?
1: They're ahead of the Pelicans, uh, you know, at this stage. But that'll change quickly with Williamson, and if they do the right things. But they're good too. As far as the East is concerned, Miami, Philadelphia. Uh, With without, if Embiid's not playing, if Embiid's playing, I think I still like Miami in a seven-game series, if not six. But without MB, I certainly like Miami. I mean, Miami is – Miami's just got good players, okay? Jimmy Butler's good. Adebayo's good. You know, Tyler Hero's probably the best six-man in the league, if not the best, one of the two best in the league. You know, Kyle Lowry's got to get healthy, right? But if he's healthy, look out. I mean, they're, they're good. They don't have a perceivable weakness. They got shooters on the wings. You know, they, B.J. Tucker's a real pro. I just like their team, mm-hmm. Milwaukee Boston. I think that's a great series, Ed.
2: Yes,
1: Celtics are playing out of they're playing out of sight. Great uh, defense, play fantastic defense. You took the words right out of my mouth. I couldn't you couldn't say it fast enough. They defend like nobody else in the playoffs. The Bucks are the defending champs, and they've got Giannis. Enough said. But they don't have Chris Middleton, and that to me makes yes. this series dead yes. even. Dead even, and. It's hard to pick against Giannis, but the Celtics are playing great right now. So without Middleton, Boston has a real chance to win this series. If you pinch me and make me pick somebody, I'm going to pick Boston.
2: No, I, I understand. I mean, I, I, I get it. I mean, the Celtics have a nice team. And, um, you know, I think it's interesting that, you know, Brad Stevens went to the front office in Udoka who played for the Spurs, I think has brought a lot, of, a lot of their philosophy with him there, don't you?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think they've had a little bit of a change in how they approach things. They got yeah. more defensive oriented. They brought back Tice uh, and obviously and Horford, the whole thing. I think uh, they, they, they fo- focused on the defensive end and then they got stars to learn to play together. Mm-hmm. Two guys that, that needed to learn to play together have done that. And I they've mean, got three know, guys. They got yeah, three dudes. Did.
2: Right, they got Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and Jason Tatum. Right, and all of those guys can play, really, really good. And they've got they've got some big guys too. They've got size, yep. which I think is is a, uh, a a big part of it. So, uh, I think they have the right mix. And it amazes me though, Kenny, watching some of these games. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> that people are shooting the ball who shouldn't be shooting the ball <laughs> in the third. In fourth quarter, I'm like, okay, why is this guy shooting yeah. the ball? And it seems to be happening in a lot of these games. Like, you mm-hmm. know, you get down to crunch time, and it's, it's kind of a momentum possession. And you're like, why is this guy shooting the ball?
1: Well, I mean, Utah's, Utah, you know, gets a last-second open look for three to stay alive, and it's Bogdanovich, and he missed it badly. And, I mean, Bogdanovich can shoot, but Bogdanovich is your third or fourth best player. Exactly. So, right. So well, I don't, yeah,
2: I, I don't, I don't, I don't this, I don't disagree. I don't disagree at all. I don't yeah. disagree at all. And I just think that that's that's a uh, that's something that you've got to be able to you've got to be able to uh, navigate.
1: Yeah. Before the playoffs started, before we get to break, I picked Phoenix and Milwaukee to repeat as champions to face each other in the finals, and I picked Phoenix to win this year. But now you got to consider both teams with injuries, which is why I give a hedge to the Celtics, although I think that's an even series. It's because Middleton's hurt. And the same thing with Phoenix. If Devin Booker is, is well below 100%, then they're in trouble. If he's 80 90%, then they might be able to mitigate it. If he's 100%, then I like Phoenix, period. But I have to qualify those selections because of the injuries to keep players on those two teams.
2: Yeah, Since, I'm, since I work at an ABC affiliate, Okay. Mm-hmm. I can tell you who ABC's going for.
1: You ready? Okay.
2: Yeah. The Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics.
1: Oh sure, yeah. They want the markets. Absolutely.
2: That that would be that the Star Power be, in the markets. That would be a marquee final, buddy.
1: Yeah, it would be. Would yeah. be. In, in the uh,
2: meantime, and I know we've talked about this, yeah, but it amazes me how many of the Laker apologists are on TV or everywhere complaining about this HBO thing. It's amazing to me. And um, you know Magic well, Johnson I, 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 Magic I'm Johnson not watching on it. Jimmy, Well, I watch I watched every episode. All right? I watched hey, I watched
1: one and a half and right. I thought it was ridiculous. I thought the uh, caricatures uh, were, were terrible. Uh, I thought the characters were terrible. Didn't resemble the real people at all. And then of course they played loose uh, with the facts. So Ed uh, Ryan Kamlet just saying hello to you, Ed Daniels. So Whoa. he's waving at you hey, and uh, saying hi. So coach is walking. Uh, he just they, the time well, he's just walked in. Know, they're look, ready to go.
2: I I understand where you're coming from. Uh, I would I would give it a little bit more of a uh, of a thumbs up than you would, and that's just my opinion. Now have they played loose with the facts in some regards? Yes, but I've talked to people, and I'm not saying that the 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 uh depiction of Jerry West is accurate either, all right It's not but, but but I've talked to a lot of people who have dealt with Jerry West and and you know, I'll just leave it at that.
1: no, I'm sure there's a smidge of truth to it, but to to murder a guy's character that way is just ridiculous and yeah. and and then you got some critics, and I didn't want to get into this, but I will anyway for a minute. you got some critics that are saying. Well, West is showing just how mercurial his temper is by saying he's going all the way to the Supreme Court. I think that's ridiculous to make that statement. Mm-hmm. What would you do if somebody published something or televised something about you that millions upon millions of people would see no, I and it was it. completely and totally uh, well, non-factual, and if that, okay?
2: If that's, if that's the case, then his only, his only avenue is litigation, but knowing... Um, you know, and you see the disclaimer up there about how people are depicted. And yes. It's a TV show, okay? Correct. I mean, yeah. I I just don't I just don't think he has a legal leg to stand on.
1: Okay. All right. Got you. All right. As we get to break, we should tell you that Max Mitchell of University of Louisiana has been picked by the New York Jets in the fourth round. The big tackle out of the raging Cajun land, going to the Jets. who get a Louisiana product as the fourth round is well underway of course the Saints do not have a pick in this round unless a move is made but uh, we will keep you posted as the draft progresses two six oh one oh six one that's five oh four two six oh one oh six one we'll touch on college baseball when we return in a moment Annette. three tailgater show one oh six one FM Nash icon nashfm1061.com since 1935
0: the All-State Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition Through its annual support of college football and amateur sports, the Sugar Bowl attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors to the state, providing countless opportunities for young people. Resources from these events enable the Sugar Bowl to support education and community programs impacting thousands of New Orleans area teachers and citizens, the Allstate Sugar Bowl, proud to host the best of the Big 12 and the SEC in the Superdome on New Year's Day.
10: We've all said it, Lord give me strength to endure this mess that I'm going through. This is Michael Green with a LifeGate word of encouragement. My prayer for you today is like the prayer Paul gave in Colossians 1 when he said, we pray that you will live well for the master, making him proud of you as you work hard in his vineyard. As you learn more and more how God works, you'll learn how to do your work. We pray that you'll have strength to stick it out over the long haul, not some grim strength of gritting your teeth, but the glory strength that God gives. It is the strength that endures the unendurable. Isn't that good news? The strength that helps you endure the unendurable. Join me and Linda this Sunday at LifeGate. We will continue in this word to encourage you. 1317 Butternut, we start at 10 o'clock. Check us out on Facebook at LifeGate Church Ministries. You'll be glad you did. This Sunday, LifeGate, where the priority is the word. Family-owned and operated
1: by a great local family, Bergeron Automotive at 3525 Veterans Boulevard in Metairie has the right vehicle at the right price at precisely the right time for you. From outstanding newly designed 2021 Dodge, Jeep, Ram, or Chrysler products, Bergeron Automotive has what you are looking for. Check out our expansive inventory at bergeronchryslerjeep.com or call 504-321-4217.
8: To experience our idea of luxury, visit Bergeron Volvo on Vets in Metairie or online at bergeronvolvo.com today.
7: serious extra cash i'm downloading the free upside app now
3: download the free upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas use promo code free for a five dollar bonus on your first tank that's promo code free you can cash out anytime write your bank account to paypal or an e-gift card for amazon and other brands just download the free upside app and use promo code free for a five dollar bonus on your first tank that's code free for a five dollar bonus
12: Spring has sprung and there is no better time than right now to buy the Harley-Davidson of your dreams. Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Humble, Louisiana has over 100 Harleys available and is part of the largest Harley-Davidson dealer group in Louisiana with three stores and growing. 100% Louisiana owned and operated. Zydeco Harley-Davidson is now offering Warranty Forever. That's right. Warranty Forever is a powertrain warranty that covers all the internally lubricated parts for as long as you own the motorcycle and available on any new or used Harley-Davidson 2017 model or newer. And of course, you have to do all the manufacturer's required maintenance and services at the right intervals to keep the coverage in force. Zydeco state-of-the-art service center is available to take care of all those maintenance needs, as well as style and performance upgrades. Receive 15% off any stage one through four performance upgrade. Our motor clothes department has added over $100,000 of the newest riding gear, helmets, gloves, boots, and Oakley eyewear to our showroom. Follow us on Facebook and online at ZydecoHD.com. Take the ride down the bayou. Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Houma, Louisiana.
9: How can you experience the ultimate in luxury while also getting the best possible value at the same place? Seems contradictory, right? Well, it happens every day at Diamonds Direct as we bring together the best of all worlds for our customers. We take pride in our showroom atmosphere, being both lavish and relaxing. It's our selection, which is truly breathtaking and yet attainable. It's our diamond experts, who are technical in their knowledge, but at the same time warm, engaging and caring. This is what makes Diamonds Direct a unique and captivating place where we constantly challenge the norms and redefine shopping expectations. Regardless of whether you want a simple gold band or the most intricate custom design ring, we love making it happen. And whether you're in a t-shirt and shorts or a three-piece suit, you'll be treated like family and we'll go out of our way to make you comfortable and happy come and experience a different kind of jeweler where we're as practical as we are romantic diamonds direct your love our passion directions and store hours online at diamondsdirect.com want to
0: call an audible throw a flag call a technical it's all good go for it now on a three tailgater show on 1061 nash icon fm 1061com and through crescentcitysports.com call now 504-260-1061
1: College baseball, good start to its SEC series. LSU defeating Georgia by the score of six to two. McHale, here you the story. He continues to do a great job for the Tigers. at he's five and zero. I mean, he solidified that Friday night spot, and and yet you're really happy to see it. This guy's been there for a while. Started well, had injuries. He's come back. Now he's really solidified Friday nights for LSU.
2: You know, and his Aaron run average is down to three five seven,
1: 7
2: and that's exactly what LSU needs. They need a guy like that. And, you know, I, I think that uh, I think that right now they would host a regional, but I don't think they would be a top eight national seed. No. But I think they can change that. But they're going to have to play well down the stretch. But if you look at, at some of the teams who are ahead of them in Warren Nolan, it's Tennessee, Georgia, Vandy, Auburn, Florida, all ahead of them. So it's crowded in front of them.
1: Well, they got a chance for Georgia right now. They've beaten them once. Right. They, Beat they once. Won, a, yep. won, a, won a series at Florida. So there's some, some opportunity there, but what they can't do is lose a midweek game like they did this week to the University of New Orleans, and kudos to the privateers who whipped LSU 9-4. to But then UNO turns around and they get blown out by Nichols 12-2 to in Thibodeau yesterday. I mean, UNO's only shot is to win their conference, and, and they just haven't been good enough in conference play, even though they've shown some flashes of being a good team.
2: Well, it's obvious they get up for these midweek games, don't you think?
1: Well, surely, I mean, surely. I mean, that's obvious based upon what's happened there. But uh, I mean, clearly, you have to be more consistent than that. Southeastern Louisiana playing better now, eight and eight in the conference you know, in the Southland. They beat Northwestern State by the score of six to four, so they're playing better. Uh, they were picked to win the league, and they started. Really slowly, just not well. But now they've turned it around, and you know they—they're certainly looking good. Look, I, as I've said before, I think this conference, uh, the Southland Conference, it's a one-bid league, and it's wide open. I think anybody could win it.
2: No, I—I I think you're right. Hey, can I change the subject here real quick? i I'm, I'm, I'm watching all these season ticket holders go to the draft and announce picks. Okay. Yeah. I think as the as the. Uh, as the the lead man for the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, I think that's something you ought to do next year. I'm going yeah, right. to recommend
1: that. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I think you're crazy. That's what I. Would think. Would you
2: announce this? You wouldn't. You wouldn't go to the draft I and do. announce the selection if the Saints asked you well, to. Well, let me
1: let me put it this way. I do a better job than Ed Marinaro did last night. I don't know if you <laughs> saw that, but that was that was that was ridiculous. Okay. Right. Had well, to have a well, producer come from on the side, and walk up to the screen to point out the picture and say make the announcement. He just went on and on. It's crazy. So I've never seen anything like that before. Never. Uh, so, so
2: if the Saints said, K- Kenny, go to go to uh, wherever and announce it, you wouldn't do it.
1: Hmm. Hey, look, I'm a team player. How's that for an they, answer? I like that. I All right. You see, there you go. Not a good week for Tulane. They lost to South Alabama Tuesday night. Then they lost to Central Florida in the opener of that series at Orlando, two to one yesterday. And again. Uh, they have to win that league. Can they get in at large? I think there's a chance, but their RPI has to get better. Uh, what are so, they,
2: 54 right now? Yeah, right.
1: End of the 40s, early 50s, yes. Uh-huh.
2: Yes. So, I mean, you know, yeah, I I think they're going to have to win. The, they're going to have to win the conference tournament, mm-hmm. which is the automatic bid. Is that right?
1: Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, it could be a two-bid league, but it could be a one-bid league. That's yeah, that's it, where it's at.
2: Sure. Yep. All right,
1: we owe you. We owe you a timeout. Uh, back with a final word as we continue in a moment, Ken and Ed. It's the Three Getters Show. Back in just a moment here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon and on the web we're at NashFM1061.com. <laughs>
0: Since 1935, the All-State Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. Through its annual support of college football and amateur sports, the Sugar Bowl attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors to the state, providing countless opportunities for young people. Resources from these events enable the Sugar Bowl to support education and community programs impacting thousands of New Orleans area teachers and citizens. The all Sugar Bowl, proud to host the best of the Big 12 and the SEC in the Superdome on New Year's Day.
7: serious extra cash i'm downloading the free upside app now
3: download the free upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas use promo code free for a five dollar bonus on your first tank that's promo code free you can cash out anytime right to your bank account to paypal or an e-gift card for amazon and other brands just download the free upside app and use promo code free for a five dollar bonus on your first tank that's code free for a five dollar bonus
10: provide to our customers.
6: Conventional wisdom said we couldn't make a 400-horsepower sedan that's also a plug-in hybrid. At Volvo, we don't follow conventional wisdom. The all-new Volvo S60. Learn more at volvocars.com forward slash
3: US.
8: To experience our idea of luxury, visit Bergeron Volvo on Vets in Metairie or online at bergeronvolvo.com today.
12: spring has sprung and there is no better time than right now to buy the Harley-Davidson of your dreams. Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Hummel, Louisiana has over 100 Harleys available and is part of the largest Harley-Davidson dealer group in Louisiana with three stores and growing. 100% Louisiana owned and operated. Zydeco Harley-Davidson is now offering Warranty Forever. That's right. Warranty Forever is a powertrain warranty that covers all the internally lubricated parts for as long as you own the motorcycle and available on any new or used Harley-Davidson 2017 model or newer. And of course, you have to do all the manufacturer's required maintenance and services at the right intervals to keep the coverage in force. Zydeco's state-of-the-art service center is available to take care of all those maintenance needs, as well as style and performance upgrades. Receive 15% off any stage one through four performance upgrade. Our motor clothes department has added over $100,000 of the newest riding gear, helmets, gloves, boots, and Oakley eyewear to our showroom. Follow us on Facebook and online at ZydecoHD.com. Take the ride down the bayou. Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Houma, Louisiana.
0: Last chance today, call the 3 tailgator show at 260-1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels.
1: Percy Butler of Louisiana's Raging Cajuns in the fourth round to the Washington Commanders. So another Raging Cajun getting an opportunity as well. Final word, Ed. we got about a minute left. Pretty impressed with Matt McMahon, what he's doing at LSU, considering sanctions are surely going to follow. Uh, he got Jalen Reed this past week, 6'10", 220, really good player. He's had a lot of transfers. He's talked one or two players into staying, including Wilkinson. Uh, look, I'm impressed with what Matt McMahon's done thus far at LSU.
2: Well, Kenny, I I, I do like him uh, personally. I got to, got to say hello to him when at his press conference. Haven't spoken to him since, but I think he's a genuine guy, and I think I think that players will relate to him. I think that's true already, don't you?
1: Yeah, I think it's obvious, and. And I just think he's doing a really good job recruiting, considering.